Is Jim coming in? Is Jim coming? Okay. All right. All right. We're live. Places, everybody. All right. Broadcasting live from the Wingate, Hurricane West Virginia. We are coming to you with another episode of the podcast. We have special guest, Phil Freese. He's thrilled to be here. He cannot wait to talk into that microphone. Uh, Phil is a uh, heavy haul platform BCO, has been for a while. Uh, he also works as our uh, platform dispatcher, so he helps find loads for our guys. Um, and he's a truck owner. Uh, truck owner of what highest revenue truck owner of last year. Um, through that, one of the things that I personally, uh, kind of wanted to get out of this was in all of the discussion of what we do and what most people do at Landstar is general freight, but fills in another universe and that universe exists for van and exists for platform, but there is, it's a, it's a different world where you really have to be on your game and it's just something that doesn't get talked about much. So well, you just kind of wanted to get Phil's story, uh, introduce him to the audience, introduce this platform thing and some of the amazing opportunities that exist at Landstar. Um, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Phil Freese. Thank you. Live. Live. From it's West Virginia. Raucous applause. It's Saturday night. Clap! Welcome, Phil. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. We have a live audience tonight. We are in West Virginia because we are having an orientation this weekend for our newest uh, driver, Sean. And it's been a great weekend. We've had some mentoring uh, clients here, some uh, driver for review, uh, and, and it's just been a really great weekend. So this will top off uh, uh, just, a, just a beautiful weekend. Some things have happened this week that we want to talk about. Uh, number one... The uh, latest issue of uh, Landstar's Success Magazine came out, and uh, this pick, uh, truck on the front is one of the Blue Ribbon trucks. And on page 21, there's an article about what we do here. So if you haven't seen this, go grab a copy of it. It's digital as well as print. And uh, listen, we've got, uh, we're setting up uh, where you can mail them in, and I'll autograph them for you for only $1,000 a copy. So <laughs> we're looking for a lot of these things to come in this week. Welcome, Phil. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate you having. Appreciate you being here. It's a pleasure. Well, so let. How about let's start with um, our relationship with Phil. Um, Phil answered an ad that we put or that Larry put in Facebook. Uh, November of twenty twenty. October, November. October, November. Yeah. It would have been October. Yeah, I think it would have been. And we had trucks coming on in November. So, so Phil answered that, uh, that call and brought us a truck and we put, we've had two driver, two different drivers in that truck. Yes. We have, um, our, 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 our female rockstar graduate, Carrie, who we interviewed in a previous podcast yeah. was in, was the first driver in the truck. And now we have our top earner last year, top income revenue producer last year, Tom. So, and look, I, I've been on record when he first came to me with this idea, <laughs> I was like, I, I just, I just don't see how this works. You know, the margins are thin in trucking anyway, but he, he saw the opportunity, you know, we, we've talked from day one about seeing the opportunity and he saw it and, um, Phil came in and, you know, it took a little while for us to 
kind of warm up to each other and, and really, I think, trust, you know, that we had to trust that he was going to take care of the truck. We had to, tr he had to trust that, you know, we were going to actually make money for him. And, and I think that did. So Phil, tell us about when you saw that, uh, I mean, what, what really drew you to the idea of turning your truck over to somebody else? Well, I just had a driver that had, uh, went on a more or less a medical leave to have a surgery done. So at that time, I just, a few months prior to that, I just bought my third truck. So I was going to have two trucks sitting and one truck running, which obviously I was the driver, the one that was running. So when I saw Larry's ad, I thought, Hmm, this should be an opportunity for me, you know, to make some more money, meet some new people. And, um, uh, so I answered Larry's Facebook ad and him and I had a few conversations and decided that this was the way that I wanted to go with it. And, uh, you know, it was a, <clears throat> kind of a, you know, a mutual agreement that I, you guys would obviously manage the truck and I wouldn't really have that much to do with it other than the maintenance when that, you know, was an issue. And I was pretty happy with that because I was, you know, doing my own thing at that time. And, didn't really have time to babysit another driver, you know? And, uh, and honestly, I was tired of babysitting drivers, <laughs> but, uh, so that, that was, you know, a big relief to be able to go into knowing that, you know, there was going to be a check there in the bank every Friday. And I didn't have to necessarily, you know, hold somebody's hand in order to get that check. So, um, you know, that, that was, like I said, it, it was a relief and, um, uh, it took a lot off of me. And obviously, you know, it was another source of income. I mean, you can't, you're not going to get rich off of one truck. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, at the time, you know, everybody's got their hand in the cookie jar and then when you got to pay the maintenance on it, I mean, but it is an investment. I mean, if you look at it as an investment, then, it, you know, you're going to get a heck of a return off of that said investment. Cause you know, you go out and you spend, you know, obviously I owned that truck for several years prior to you guys having it. So with that being said, I mean, if you just went out in today's market and bought a truck paid, you know, 20, 30 grand for, the, for that truck and brought it over here to blue ribbon, you know, you're going to, you're going to get a return on your investment pretty quick. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, especially if you take care of it and, you know, and follow Larry's, you know, advice as far as the, uh, putting, you know, the, the tires on the right tires on it, you know, and the OPS and, you know, things that, you know, is going to make you more money, not, you know, not just you, but everybody more money. So it's a, um, I've actually learned quite a bit of stuff that, you know, and I've been a BCO since December, 2010, and there was a lot of the things that, you know, that I did right according, you know, to Larry's logic. And there was some of the things that I wasn't doing right. So I've learned quite a bit of stuff myself from being here and being a truck owner. That was another thing I was going to ask you. You came to our event in Ohio. Did, did that kind of take you, push you to a next step? Was that, or was that a, how much, how much influence did that event have on, um, you know, going forward. Well, that event opened my eyes to a few things, you know, I mean, I, I, I guess I kind of pick up on things kind of quick. So, and the, you know, 
conversations that I'd had with you and with Larry prior to that event. And, uh, you know, I knew quite a bit about how you guys run this program over here and I was already impressed with it, but the, uh, the live event was, you know, it was a really an eye opener cause you get a lot more in depth about everything and, um, uh, learn more about, you know, the specifics of, you know, how the blue ribbon teaches the drivers to run a truck. So it worked out pretty well. Let's let's back up and talk about this ad that we keep talking about because I don't think mm -hmm. we've explained it. And and and, and uh, so let me let me give give you just a couple of minutes about what we did here. All right, we're we're um, through the the outreach from this podcast. We attract um, a certain number of people who are interested in being in the program. Uh, at the time that we did the ad, I want to say we only had a half dozen or so trucks. I'd have to go back and look, but I'm probably close. But yeah, we had many, many more people who expressed interest in being in the program. And the kind of trucks that we use, you just can't go out and find one every day. We, we, were, we, were, we were not going to be able to, to come up with a number of trucks in a timely manner to be able to accommodate as many people that want to be in the program. So I had the idea of thinking, wait a minute, every day on Facebook, I see all these um, posts from BCOs who are looking for drivers because they've got a truck that's sitting empty. You know, Phil bought two other trucks besides the one he's driving. You know, it, it, it's kind of a, it, it's an automatic expansion idea that, wait a minute, if I can make good money in one truck, I can make good money in two trucks. And if I can make right. good money, I can make three. But what most people don't realize, and I'm sure Phil will, will support this, is that once you buy that second truck and you hire that individual, now your mission has changed. Your mission before was being a truck owner and hauling freight. Now to be successful with second and third and more trucks, you have to now become a people person, hiring, attracting, yeah. uh, training, nurturing, motivating uh, other people becomes now a big part of the job. And let's face it, a lot of people don't have a lot of experience or don't even like doing it. Most people who, not say most, a lot of people who are in trucking are in trucking because they don't like other people. <laughs> they they want to be in a truck by themselves doing their thing and screw everybody else. Okay, put the windows up, turn the radio on. So, you know, to expand your business and to add another truck and another income stream is great if a robot drove it. But unfortunately, you have to hire somebody to drive it. And that's what complicates things. And so, you know, we, we run across several people who said, look, I, I just can't. I'm tired of drivers. I'm tired of having to recruit. I can't recruit. I can't get anybody that, you know, that will stick with it. And so we, you know, that's not our problem. We attract and retain. And, you know, that, that's, that's kind of our secret sauce. And I'm thinking, well, why can't we then come up with a cooperative program where I could help these BCOs who have these trucks sitting in the weeds, okay, that are not making them any money. And here I've got people that want to drive trucks and we don't have the trucks. So I put this, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be careful how I say this because one of the major Facebook groups that we use does not allow self-promotion. <laughs> but I knew that probably it wouldn't be policed on the weekend. So at 6 p.m. on Friday night, I ran the ad that he's talking about. Oh. 
by Monday morning, I had what I needed and the ad came down. <laughs> but we had three or four people. That's creative that marketing that, right there. <laughs> we had three or four people that turned out to be serious. You know, uh, we had lots of people, but, you know, we're very specific about the truck and we're more specific about the, uh, the BCO uh, because obviously there's a compatibility here that must, must exist. Phil realized that I think early on. We Rocky, the other guy that we talk about a lot, who's our MD alignment guy down there. You know, he he and Phil were our first two um, BCOs who we accepted trucks from, and then we had a couple more that that didn't that ended up not being the greatest decision. But um, so that, that that trust factor, I guess, I, because we're all BCOs and we have something in common and we do find common ground. They, they were willing to, to try it, and, and the trust factor was there to begin with. What I think happened at the event with Phil, because he attended that, is I think it went to an entirely different level. I think he trusted us before, but now I think he bought into what we do here, believed it, uh, more, and more internalized it, and that sort of thing. Um, and so that's, that's how this thing started. That's what the ad is that he's talking about. So, and, and we're, and we're, listen, we're doing it. We, we presently, we have 13 trucks running down the road with drivers in it at Landstar. Okay. I don't own any of those trucks. Yeah. Okay. So all of our 13 trucks are now owned by now some of them of our people, you know, Seth, Richie, people who've come through the program, but, uh, it's been so successful that, um, you know, we, we're, we're now, that's, that's what we're doing right now for, for assets. So I guess let's, um, let's talk about Phil, how you got started as a BCO. Did you start in platform? Did, had you, had you done the platform stuff before oversize and heavy haul or do you, you started all that here? I started all out here. I had absolutely no experience in all that when I was, came to Landstar. I was, I was content. I was happy with you know pulling a van. I eventually, you know, I pulled company van there for several years, and then I eventually went out and bought my own van. Um, and I was content doing that. And one of my friends, uh, uh, which turned out to be one of my biggest mentors, Mister Lenny Duramo, he. Uh, you know, he, he had pre previous heavy haul experience and him and I wound up going to, um, orientation class together. So, you know, we kept up with each other after orientation class and, you know, we were always talking back and forth and he hated pulling the van. He absolutely couldn't stand it. He, you know, he'd worked heavy haul stuff and he'd worked in the, uh, record and recovery industry down in Miami, Florida there for several years. And, uh, so he got hooked up with this guy named Cliff Parker and, uh, another gentleman named Joe Donovan. And both of those were also a couple of my mentors and they, uh, you know, there, there were some of the best guys here in the heavy haul division at Landstar. So, you know, I was, I guess to say that I had what Williams getting now. Mm -hmm. at a higher level as far as, you know, obviously we're just teaching William how to do the legal freight, but they taught me, you know, the ins and outs of the, you know, heavy haul, the permits, everything I needed to know about all of it. But it wasn't, you know, I, they kind of drug me into it, kicking and screaming, to be honest with you. 
uh, Lenny kept after me, you know, every time I would talk to him, he said, you know, you should come over here and do this. And I finally, one day I asked him, he said, why do you want me to do this so bad? And he said, it's attention to detail. He said, you have what it takes to do this. You have to have attention to detail. And, you know, as far as paying attention to what, you know, you're doing with the load, you have the permits that you've got to, you know, pretty much decipher because, and that's, when I say decipher, that's actually what I mean because some of these states, the way they write these permits, I mean, let's just be honest, it's the government doing it. So <laughs> go figure, right? Now, some of them, you these, still have to have the red pen in Alabama. No. Oh, you know, they did away with that. Oh, well, yes, yeah. they did. They, they did away with that a couple of years ago. I still have my red pen in my truck. <laughs> and I still sign the Alabama permit. When, when I, too. I had just the littlest time in platform, and somebody said, Well, you better make sure you have a red pen for Alabama. And I yeah. thought, Sure, this is some Crimson Tide joke. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, they, they did that to make sure that you read that permit, you know. And that there's some states that you have to sign, you have to, you know, physically print the permit off and have a, you know, a paper copy of it and sign that copy. And there's some states where they'll let you get by with an electronic uh, version of it, but it has to be, you know, uh, there's some of them that's got a rule in there. I think that it's got to be on the, you know, a tablet or something like that. It's got to, you got to be able to have, you know, a certain size screen to read it. So a cell phone's probably not going to work with it, but, um, you know, every state's different. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's one of the things about heavy hauls. I mean, there's 50 states here in the, you know, in this country and every one of them has different rules. And if you don't know those rules or you don't have somebody on your side that knows those rules, you can really get yourself in trouble quick, you know? Um, and, and there's, you know, there's crazy little rules like you were talking about the red pen thing. I mean, that's just, you know, absolutely. That's the only state that ever did that as far as I know. But, so you've been heavy haul how long now? I've been doing heavy haul since, oh, wow. That's a good question. Five or six years, I believe. Mm -hmm. Kind of lost track of time with it. What would you say to the, the average BCO that's here in their first year? And maybe they want to specialize. They, they, um, they at least understand, which I think is a problem. Uh, most of them don't. They just think they think every everything in the world is and ends with with general uh, driving and freight. But somebody wants to specialize in themselves. Um, what, what do you think they should know before they do that? Well, if you're if you're looking to specialize yourself, you know, on the van in the van sector of this mm -hmm. industry, that's one thing. If you're looking to do you know, specialized freight as far as, you know, platform heavy haul stuff. I mean, that's another thing. First of all, you know, <clears throat> one of the biggest problems in, across, and this is just not heavy haul or platform. This is across this whole industry is ignorance. And I, I when I say <laughs> ignorance, I don't mean that as a derogatory term. I mean, that as people just don't simply just don't know things that they should. And part of the reason for that is, you know, it seems like everything in this industry since I started, you know, in 2007 as a company driver is everything's a secret. And I, mm -hmm. I, I've never understood that. It's like these, you know, these big box companies, they, they tell you just what you need to know to do your job. 
And so you come from something like that and you come over here to Landstar and you're, you know, here I am, I'm, I'm running a van, I'm doing my own thing. I've got this thing figured out. You know, we're, we're, we're ticking along. We're doing pretty good. And now all of a sudden here's my buddy over here. Let's, hey, right, let's go do some heavy haul stuff. So I'm like, okay, well, that changed my whole world. You know, I mean, it's, it's a completely different world going from pulling a band and doing the heavy haul stuff. And if I was, if I had to tell somebody today, you know, what? here's the thing. First of all, educate yourself. Don't be that guy that don't know what he's doing. You know, there's all kind of videos and um, information out there on the internet where you can actually learn and I mean, there, there's a lot of the people that I was mentored by that it's even put videos out, you know, and a lot of the Landstar guys, there's several of them out there. There's a, there's one of the Russian heavy haul guys. Um, it's that the pretty Cirque popular. Guy? I think it's crazy Russian trucker. I believe. Oh, okay. I may, I may be wrong about that, but anyway, yeah, he's a, he's pretty popular on he social sound, media. He sounds like a handful. We got a crazy Florida trucker. <laughs> He's in the room. Was right fact. We gonna make him a heavy haul guy. <laughs> His truck already is heavy haul. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he couldn't scale well, too much more. <clears throat> <laughs> we we can at least teach you how to do the lighter oversized stuff, Richie. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, look. It, 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 educate yourself go find you some go find you a mentor to do this because it, the, the problem we have another problem we have in this industry is you know when you go to if you go start one of the bigger companies like one of the bigger flatbed companies a lot of those have pretty good training programs um you know they, they're going to teach you how to you know secure loads as far as you know how to use straps how to use chains how to use tarps um, all that stuff, they're going to teach you that. But the problem is the diversity in their programs is not going to, it's not going to cater to you once you get over here to Landstar, because, you know, you're probably, they probably got 15, maybe 20 different loads that they're, that they're doing repetitively just over and over and over. You don't have that here at Landstar. I mean, I guess you could, if you wanted it. But, you know, for the most part, every load we haul is, you know, it's different somehow, you know, whether, you know, just some different way to secure it or, you know, whether it needs tarps or not, or, you know, especially when you get into the oversized stuff, you know, um, you really need to know all these things. And there's a Landstar's uh, platform training is a, it's a, two one and a half to two day course and I, i'm assuming they think that once you get to landstar that you just know all this stuff automatically which mm -hmm. works for somebody that came from a company that was doing you know flatbed stuff but if you came over here as a van driver without any experience and now you want to make the transition into platform then you definitely need to find yourself a mentor. You need to find yourself somebody that you can ask questions to 
and some and i'm not talking about on facebook either because we all <laughs> let's just be honest we know how that goes all right you need to find you a, a real life human being that you can call on the damn phone and say look this is what i've got going on how do i you know what i need to do to secure this load you know I, and learn learn it that way i mean that's the way i learned it i mean like i said i, I wasn't born knowing all this stuff it's it's you know somebody had to teach me all this stuff. You know, like I said, I was, I was happy. I was happy box jockey. So you're trying to tell me that the securement course is kind of like the orientation. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> it might lack content or that. I mean, <clears throat> well, the guy that did the securement course when I came through there, he's no longer there. So there's a different guy doing it. So I can't speak for now. Back when I came through, it was like Mike sitting at the counter of knowledge at the Petro for a day and a half. Uh, the counter of knowledge. Counter <laughs> of knowledge. <laughs> this guy had more bullshit stories than you could ever imagine. And he was a lot better at telling those stories than he was at teaching security. Okay. Now, that's a fact. The one thing that I always, that I, you know, my short, I did about six months in specialized. I had done some basic flatbed, you know, just strapped down lumber and stuff. But, the one thing that I loved about that time was it was such a different world from pulling a van. Drivers actually talked to each other Yes, and people would help you with your tarps. And I remember one time I went to Laredo and it was in the early part of the year, but it just started getting hot. And I was standing up on top of my load and this driver walks by and he looks up and he says, Hey buddy. I'm like, yeah. He said, won't you come on down here? I'm like, what? He's like, just come on down here for a minute. So I got down and I thought, what am I doing wrong? And he looked at me, put his hand on my shoulder. He's like, listen, I need you to run inside there and take you a nice cool shower. Okay. He said, cause you're about five minutes from heat stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going a different direction. Didn't you? Yeah. And he said, you need to just go in down there and take you a cool shower. Uh, or you're going to be going to the hospital here soon. And I'm like, and then I, and then it kind of, I, I must've been up there on top of that load, just swaying, you know? Right. And so I go in and take my shower. I come out, dude, him and two other guys have tarped my load. Like, like the whole thing's done. And I, you know, wow. you can't get a van driver to help you, you know, do anything, slide your tandems, or, that you know. take a video of you while you back into something. Right. Well, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, 100%. Cause it's, you know, it's easier to sit in your truck, take a video of somebody than it is to get out and help them. Yeah. Well, they're busy. They're grilling out steaks in the parking lot of the TA, having some fraternal camaraderie, you know, yeah. playing right. Xbox. But, yeah. I mean, there's, I think there's a brotherhood, more of a brotherhood left in trucking on the platform side than there is on the van side. Um, you do, I mean, it's very rarely that I leave my house and stay gone for a week or two weeks that I don't run into somebody out here on this road that i know you know and i usually wind up you know either we're on a low going picking up the same shipper you know somehow somewhere i run across somebody i i know most of the time and mm -hmm. pulling a van you know i rarely did that you know but um well you you gave me some pictures i'm gonna throw these up won't you talk us through some uh, of these pictures what you gave me so if there was ever a Larry Long lunatic heavy haul truck, 
That's it. Right this there. is it. All right. This is an 06 Freightliner Century um, with a – it's got the 14-liter Detroit with an 18-speed transmission in it. And at this the time this picture was taken, it had 391 rear uh, ratio. The trailer uh, is a five-axle, 48-foot flatbed um, that's owned by Lenny Duramo. And when he, he bought this trailer from Joe – all right. Uh, this trailer has made more money than you can ever imagine. <laughs> All right. This load. And, and here's the one thing. <clears throat> this is a pretty profound statement. Lenny told me one time. He said, he's driving down the road. Somebody asked him, say, hey, said, why do you have oversized banners and flags on your truck? And it's not oversized. He said, well, what's the one thing you can't see? Why do you think I have all these damn axles? It's not because I like them. It's not, they're not spare tire hangers. It's because it's heavy. <laughs> so that, that particular load right there weighed about 76,000 pounds sitting on the deck of that trailer. So, wow. Um, that was, uh, so what's that make the truck? 110? Uh, that truck and trailer, that unit right there together was, I think, 39,000 pounds empty. So, whatever 39 and 76 is. Uh, one fifteen, yeah, about one fifteen. So, so same truck, and same by the trailer. way, and by the way, that truck is officially now a lunatic truck. Yes, it's here in West Virginia. Actually, that's one of the reasons Phil's here. He drove it down here, and it will be in our fleet tomorrow. Yep, uh, it is. It is missing the axle. We I did. Cut yeah, the we axle did. Off, we but... we got rid of the three ninety ones. Yes. Uh, well, we requested Phil do that. Uh, and then he also got rid of the, the fourth, the, well, the third drive back. Well, you know, the thing is, you know, <laughs> once these guys are coming into the, to the blue ribbon program, I mean, like, unless we get somebody with quite a bit of experience doing heavy haul in the past, they, we're not going to be able, ever able to utilize that rear axle anyway. And the way that tr particular truck was set up, you had to be a man to drive that truck. You couldn't <laughs> put a kid in it and expect him to do the job. It just didn't work. You know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a, it was definitely a good tool. And when I've made a lot of money with that truck. So, so that's a 2006 century. And when did, how long have you had it? I bought that truck in, wow. I traded a Mustang for that truck. A wow. Yeah. I had a, I had a 09, <clears throat> I think it was 09, 09 GT. It was a, it was a great, it was a great car. It's the greatest car ever, you know? And, uh, but it didn't make as money as that truck. It did. did not make the money that trucks made me. No, sir. So I got a couple questions for you, Phil. All right. When you roll this rig up to a customer, do they ever make fun of you or tell you that you can't haul the freight because it's an 06? I've never been told that. Um, they, that I mean, usually not, when you pull up to the customer and it don't have a like square that, hood, how can it pull a flatbed trailer if it don't have know, a square it, hood? It's, it's aerodynamic. It's, um, oh, yeah. It uh, looks like it probably gets decent fuel mileage. Um, I'm sure it's been uh, reliable. Yeah. Um, so I guess you can make money in heavy haul and still be a lunatic, right? I would say so, yes. Now, you're not going to – obviously, you're not going to get your seven miles a gallon with that because no. when you're 115,000 gross going down the road, you know, that kind of <laughs> kind of hurts the fuel mileage a little. So the question is, are we doing platform now? Well, yeah, well, here's what we're doing. 
we're taking people out of our drive van program that have been here for a while and uh, have interest or experience in platform. And we're sending them to Phil because this is his, um, you know, this is his uh, world, his wheelhouse. And we're giving them experience doing platform here and earning their, uh, what do you call the degrees, uh, the numbers? What's that called? Lestar has uh, ratings. ratings. Yeah. 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 They, they go from, uh, <clears throat> well, if you're pulling a flatbed, they call it an FB. FB uh, yeah. So you go from FB1 to FB5. And then, the, you know, your step decks SD1 through 5. And then if you really, uh, there's a picture on here somewhere of one of Lenny's trucks pulling a, a, um, a stretch step deck that's got a Jeep and a Stinger with it. Yeah. So that, that one right there? Yes. This is, you, you have to be an SD7 to pull this. Okay. Uh, the, you've really got three pieces to this trailer. So the front one, you've got a Jeep that's hooked to the fifth wheel of the truck and then the the trailer attaches to the to the Jeep, and then your stinger is on the rear of it. And what this does is it helps distribute the weight across a wider area right. or a longer area, I should say. Right. So you don't have all that concentrated weight on, you know, just the three. I think that was a three axle, right, trailer there. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's one of those high dollar loads. You know, these you know when you're a company driver, you know, when you come to Landstar and you hear all these myths about all these high dollar loads. Well, guess what? They're not really myths. They're the truth. Mm -hmm. You just gotta, you gotta have the rating to do it and you've got to know the right people to do it because you know, the biggest majority of the highest paying loads here at Landstar, whether or not they're in platform or they're in the van, you're not going to find them on the load board. You know why? Cause they're calling me to come do them. Right. Yeah. Well, back to the question. So we still bring people here and teach them the basics, doing general drive and freight, understand our business model, understand the proper way of buying fuel, improving your fuel mileage as best you can, um, uh, understanding how what the business skills are to stay in business. And this is sort of a, uh, a step up, uh, an advanced program, if you will, for those who have experience or desire to maybe look at platform as their specialty as they uh, continue to prog progress through the program and become BCOs. So that's what our program offers. Right now we do have two platform trucks and we're looking seriously about buying a third one. So um, we do have, you know, some capacity. So, so tell me about this story this with the three trucks here. All right. So this, this picture right here was, we were at the destination with these loads of, uh, and there's two of the trucks in this picture. This actually with blue ribbon. Now that white one is Tom's truck. Um, this was God, this was probably back in 2017 or 2018. This picture was taken in Bay Bulls, Newfoundland, Canada. Um, this is some type of equipment for deep water drilling. And we, uh, picked these loads up in Houston, Texas, I believe is where they came out of. It's a long way from Houston, Texas, St. John's, Newfoundland, Canada. Yes, it All is. Right. Mm -hmm. And it also curtails a about a seven to eight hour ride on a ferry across the North Atlantic Ocean. And we did we did these loads. I think in uh, I think we picked them up in the latter part of March. And I think you know they were obviously it took us probably about a week to get up there. Uh, and uh, 
so I, they were probably delivered in early April. So it's still pretty cold. I mean, there was still some snow on the ground up there then. And, uh, but yeah, that's, you can't see it in this picture, but if, if the camera would have been panned around to the right, you would be looking at the North Atlantic ocean. Cause we were sitting there on the coast, hmm. but the, uh, all three of those trucks were Landstar. Uh, the black one and the white one are both mine. Uh, the blue one belonged to one of our friends, uh, Kevin Kelly. Um, he's, he's not with Landstar right now, but, uh, and if you're wondering what that red and white banner is on the front of those trucks, some of the Canadian provinces will let you run the American oversized banner and, uh, some will not. So you have to have a Canadian oversized banner and that's what that is. So what Rick, Rick, so any, do you remember like what it paid to go up there? That load, <clears throat> Well, I had the longest of all three of the loads. Uh, so I had a pilot car part of the way up there. Um, the load that I had, it was, I probably, I know it was well over 30 grand. It had to be somewhere between 30 and $35,000. But, uh, now when you hear that, you know, don't think that I walked away with 30 grand in my pocket because <laughs> I didn't. All right. There's all this circles has to come in. That's something that, you know, if you're a new, to the BCOs or if you're a new BCO here at Landstar and you happen to get on the platform side, start looking at these loads. Don't think that we're getting that rich. I mean, yeah, we're making more money than the van guys, but at the same time, understand that, you know, out of that $30,000, I had to pay to, I had to pay my pilot car out of that, uh, I had to pay, I had to buy permits for every state and on this load province of Canada that I went through. So all that comes out of your line hall and you have to, you know, you have to keep up with all that and let the agent know what the total is in the load where they can go back and, uh, and, and put that into your freight bill where, you know, you won't get charged back, you know, several hundred or thousands of dollars in a couple of months. Cause there's some of the drivers here. I had problems with one of them that, uh, I hired that was doing heavy haul. Uh, he would conveniently forget to do that. And, you know, six months down the road, I'd get hit for four or $500 charge because they can't do their paperwork. Right. Apparently. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, that, uh, <clears throat> that was at least a 30, probably $35,000 load. The one that went on the white truck, which like I said, that one belongs to me also, um, I don't, I think his load probably paid 15, 18,000, something like that. And he was, uh, I think his load was probably about 58 feet long. And the one that I had was, I don't know. It's been so long. It's probably 68, 75, something like that. So now you said something to me this week that I didn't know. And you said that, um, the most money <clears throat> that can be on one freight bill at Landstar was $99,999. Yes, that and is You true. have seen with your own eyes yes. a load with multiple freight bills because it maxed out the freight bill. Yes. Talk to us about that. So unless they've changed <laughs> You it, got my attention when you said <laughs> that. Unless they've changed <clears throat> it in recent years, uh, or well, within the past couple of years, the most that you could put on the Landstar freight bill was uh, ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. 
Uh, well, keep in mind that once you get so big doing this oversized stuff, you can no longer really do it. You can't get so specialized. I've got him stuttering, Chris. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's fine. I'll recover. <laughs> I just might get him another drink. Yeah, I just need another drink, Richie. <clears throat> so you, you can get to a point to where, you know, if your equipment's too heavy or whatever, then you, you really can't go out and do legal stuff yeah, to do any yeah. good. And I, I've kind of got that problem right now with the setup that I'm pulling. But once you get to the point to where, you know, you've got a really good relationship with some of these agents – and, you know, you've done quite a few loads for them. They're going to keep calling you over and over and over. And that's when you get into stuff like that that pays, you know, that kind of money. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I've, I've not done one of those loads. I, you know, you call me tomorrow, you know, if there's any agents out there watching this <laughs> and you won't feel to come do your, you know, hot dollar freight, well, here I am, you know. Uh, we, we can probably let somebody else dispatch uh william for a week or so but you know i'll be back don't worry but um yeah i mean the thing about it is you know they tell you when you come through orientation which is one of the only things in orientation that they actually tell you that you know should resonate or that even makes sense sometimes is to build relationships with agents and that is absolutely a necessity on the platform side of this um you know, find, find you a few good agents and, uh, and keep, you know, keep working with them, build yourself up, build your rating up. And, uh, you'll get to the point where you get those, those loads like that. And, you, you know, you, you, we, we hear this term all the time, build relationships, build relationship with agents. Tell us how you, built your relationships with agents well and you don't have to divulge anything that's obviously something that you feel like is you know your secret sauce but i mean in general what how do you what what does that mean to you i've done mm -hmm. it a couple of different ways actually um i've done it on my own you know there's uh, the, the thing about it is a lot of the same agents that, uh, that i was pulling van freight for well guess what they've got platform stuff too and some of those guys that's got the plat legal platform stuff have oversized stuff. Right. I mean, I, hold, I I don't think I sent a picture of it, but uh, I don't think Chris has got a picture of it. The load that uh, I know I posted on Signal here a while back, the, the long load I did that went out to Houston from South Alabama, that agent that I hauled that load for, mm -hmm. I hauled a legal load for last week for that okay. same very same agent. You know, Obviously, there's quite a bit of difference in the pricing on it, you know, but it, it's the same thing, you know. I mean, you, you you go out there, you do a good job for the agent, you communicate with them, um, and you show up on time. You, you you're presentable, your equipment's presentable, um, and you go out there and you do what you're supposed to do. You do your job, and, you, and you're damn good at it. And the, the next time something comes along, especially. You know, if you're into some of the more spent, like there's not too many. I, I pull a stretch flatbed, all right? So there's not too many stretch flatbeds at Landstar. There's probably 10 or less. Just guessing. There may be there may be 12. I don't know. Anyway, the point of it is if their agent has a stretch flatbed load to, to cover 
and they wanted on the, on a BCO's truck. Well, guess what? They're very limiting in the people that they can call. Right. And say, Hey, come do my load, you know? So it's a little easier. You don't have quite as much of competition when you get into specialized stuff like that. So it's a little easier than it is to, it's easier to impress the agents because there's not that many of us out there competing, but that don't mean you go out there and, you know, just do a crappy job with it, you know? But at the end of the day, it's still all about communication, doing what you say you're going to do, do it yes. when you say you're going to do it. it the same <clears> rules <throat> apply to this as they do, you know, to the, the van side of it, you know. You, you don't lose the, the fundamentals of what it takes to be a successful BCO just because you change from a van right. to, a, you know, some <clears> type Providing of value control. to the customer, which exactly you and I both realize that in Atlanta, our customer is our agent. Absolutely. You know, and so, um, you know, uh, doing what you do to show your customer that you appreciate them. Yes. And just taking care of their customer. Yes, sir. <clears throat> You're absolutely correct. But uh, I see Jeff Thompson re re reaffirmed your, uh, yep, it's still so, so I, I, I want to, Jeff, do you have one of those check subs you'd like to share with us? <laughs> Can we see the agency code on it? <laughs> well, just kidding. Just kidding. <clears throat> all right. So <clears throat> the one that I seen that load was, it was 24 foot wide. I mean, it's not, yeah. it, 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 that's something that takes months to plan. That's not, you're not going to do one every week. Okay. Right. So don't, don't think you can make a hundred thousand dollars a week coming over here and, and get Damn, into this I was stuff. hoping that you'd say that we could, you know? No, unfortunately I wish <laughs> I mean, we got three platform trucks and I was looking forward to that <laughs> yeah. 300 grand a week. I mean, it, it takes, it takes a long time to get, to get into something like that, you know? Sure. So. Well, I think that's the, you know, the kind of elephant in the room here is that you, you can practice this for the van. You can have the right attitude and the right perspective, and you can communicate well, and you can go above and beyond. And um, so many, so many times an agent has called me, uh, well, not so many times, a few times, <clears throat> an agent has called me because they've done work with us before and they say, uh, I'm in trouble. You know, do you have anybody close by that can help me? Um, and there have been a few times that I have said, you know what, it's, it's not the best financial decision for us. Um, and it's a long deadhead, but I knew that the value later would be in helping that agent today. And we've done that a few times. And I know for sure, that when it hits the fan, and it eventually will, the, those decisions that I made are going to come back tenfold, you know, because they're not going to forget uh, who did their best to help them. Uh, that's absolutely correct. I mean, it's, you know, the thing about it is if you don't go out there and build the relationships with these agents now, while the market is what it is, what are you going to do when the market goes to crap? When this bloodbath that everybody keeps talking about, when it happens, you're going to be one of these guys that's out here running the load board for, you know, a dollar fifty a mile with a damn, you know, three thousand dollar a month truck payment. How's that going to work out for you? It's not. It won't. Good <clears> luck. <throat> it won't. 
Um, <clears throat> so, Phil, let's talk about the program here. Let's talk about, you, you know, talk about your experience with, with what the program's doing for the drivers and, and how that's working out and, uh, and give us your thoughts on it. And you be honest, obviously, we're not trying to sell this. Right. We're just trying to explain what we do. And, uh, and let's just talk about, you know, what's happened here. You've been doing, we've been doing this program, this, uh, this platform program since what about, um, August, July, August. Yeah, I guess. Chris, you have any idea oh. when you started the first? It would be with Rocky's. It would be well, the, truck, truck. the truck was wrecked in November. So it probably had been about 90 days before that. So, yeah, that's probably July. So we've only been doing it about four or five months altogether, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The truck yeah. was down for a long time. So we took uh, Byron and uh, how long how long had he been here? Uh, about six months when you started probably yeah so he he had a he had a desire i think he has well i know he had some previous experience doing platform stuff before he came to landstar he even had experience doing heavy didn't he i think he had a little bit oversized anyway yeah yeah he did yeah yeah. i know he did because yeah all that equipment started out as a fb3 yeah 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 yeah, so, he, his ranking coming in was FB3. Yeah, exactly. So or he had, SD, SD3. Yeah, he, yeah, he was SD. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah, so he had he had to have experience to be able to get that uh, yeah. rating. So yeah, yeah you're right. Um, yeah, we, mm-hmm. you know, he came, he did the van thing for what, six months, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, Larry had, you know, that's kind of funny that you mentioned this because now I get to tell this story. <laughs> um, Do we, I need to go to the bathroom? Do I need to excuse myself? Yeah, if you if you if you need to, I mean it's it's fine. I, I, I tell you, I, talk about I, I tell you, your face, it okay, don't matter. Right. You know, I don't I don't care. <laughs> no, when I, I what I was going to say is when I originally leased that truck, first truck on to Blue Ribbon, you know, I didn't have any intentions of really being involved in it because you and I talked and you was like, you know, it was kind of a mutual thing that hey, I'm going to send you a check. Shut the hell up, you know. <laughs> we'll pay you if you go away. Yeah, <laughs> I want your truck, but I don't. But want I don't your want in- you. I don't want your input, which I was fine with <clears> that <throat> as long as the check was, you know, there every in the bank every Friday, right? It yeah. didn't matter to me because at, at that point I was tired of dealing with drivers anyway. So I thought that's all this is ever going to be. And then Larry, I was talking to him one day, and he had mentioned to me about Byron. He said. You know, obviously, I told Larry that, you know, I had experience doing heavy haul platform. And here, here comes Larry at me going, you know, hey, you want to help me out with this guy? And I'm like, sure, why not? As he takes a drink. <laughs> I was, you know, well, I was thinking about it. And, I, you know, it got me thirsty, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, when he first said something to me about it, I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd love to do it, you know? And honestly, I'm glad I did because it's, um, it's been a great experience for me. Um, I hope it's been a great experience for, you know, for the drivers as well. And, uh, right now, you know, we've got, uh, William, he's been in, in, the, I've been helping him for what, four weeks, five weeks, five or yeah. six. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Um, you know, he's, he, William is, he didn't, he had very little, very minimal experience on the platform stuff. He was doing, uh, he worked for a company where uh, I think they said they did some type of chassis, some type of chassis. Mm-hmm. and that was, you know, that's pretty much all he'd done. So that was the same thing over and over, which, you know, it was repetitive. Um, so his experience 
and, you know, securing loads was, you know, very limited to say the least. So, you know, we sent him through Landstar's securement class. And, you know, like I said, that's, that is what it is. I'm not going to confirm or deny uh, whether I, <laughs> you know, agree with it. But the thing about it is, is William, William has the attention to detail that they told me that I had when I started doing this. And he's going to, you know, if he sticks with this, William's, William's going to be a great platform driver. And uh, once he gets enough experience and starts doing the oversize, then he's going to, he's going to excel at that also. And mm-hmm. he's, you know, I, you can tell, you can tell him to do one thing one time. And, you know, he, he picked up a load down at the port in Savannah a couple of weeks ago. And I can't remember if I talked to him on the phone or if I actually sent him a message on signal, but I told him, cause I, I talked to the agent and that's, you know, one of the things when you, you're doing Lance or booking platform stuff is you need to know what the hell you're hauling. You're not just doing Brown boxes anymore. You can't just throw a couple of load locks on it and close the doors and leave. So, um, you know, I knew exactly what he was going to haul before he ever got there. So I, told him you know this is how you need to secure said load and when that guy got there and and i make these keep in mind i make these guys send me pictures before they leave the shipper they are required to send a picture on signal to we got a group on signal just for the platform drivers so anybody that's interested in it like we've got the driver that's coming on that's going to be driving the black my black truck i just brought up here eventually he's on there and uh, we've added Florida man over here to it also because he's expressed some interest. But, uh, yeah, everybody gets to see what everybody's doing on there as far as the securement. And I did that. I wanted it, them to send it in that group versus to their truck. That way, yeah. if they make a mistake, then I can correct that mistake and everybody sees it. I'm not putting them on blast. I'm just making sure that, you know, look, th- this is what – this is what was done. This is the way we correct this. This is how we fix it. And then when they do it right, of course, you know, we don't really do anything wrong to begin with. I mean, let's just be honest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, he gets a lot of praise on there, you know. So sure. it, And the other drivers, you know, one driver may learn from the other one. If he, if right. I have him on this load one week and then the, the next guy comes along and he does that same load the next week, guess what? When he gets there to the shipper, he knows exactly what to do to that load. Right. He knows, you know, it's going to save him time. He's going to make more money because he's not standing around scratching his head going, how do I figure this out? You know, right. he already knows everything about it. And when William, you tell him how to do it one time, he sends me a picture of it and I couldn't have done it any better myself. So how do you complain about that? Well, in, in you know, it's a perfect fit in my opinion, because you know, we're a mentoring for, we're here to teach people. We teach business. We teach how to become owner operators. We teach how to navigate the Landstar system. We teach how to avoid the pitfalls of the bloodbath that's coming and all these things. And so now we're doing, we're taking that to the platform side now and through your, um, uh, the program remotely on signal, this, this constant pictures and coaching and everything, you know, we're, we're teaching these skills to, to people that would, without you would have to learn it by making mistakes. Exactly. And you're stopping them just short of making a mistake. Yes. You know, and that's, that's what we're all about here. It's what we do. And, and that, that's how, you know, that's how I learned it. You know, it's, I would send pictures, you know, right. I don't think video was really a thing back 
you know, or it wasn't that big back then. Were those takes, pic- the pictures, me- were they like on tin, tin, you know, metal, you know, with, with brown? Okay, I'm, it, it wasn't that long ago, you know. <laughs> they were at least on a po- Polaroid, you know. Come on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they – uh. I mean, that's how I learned. I would, you know, they would make me, my mentors would make me send pictures of, you know, yeah. they, you know, show me what you've done. If I don't like it, I'm going to make you do it. And to be honest with you, there, there's only one time that I've ever had to tell William, Hey, open that thing back up. Cause I asked him the other day, I said, have you already closed the curtain on this trailer? Cause he's got a kind of stoker for you guys that don't know. Um, and I made him open the curtain back up and put one strap on a pallet that I, I didn't like. I mean, it, it was secured, but in my mind, if you're going to do something, do it right. Yeah. You know, so even though it was secured, probably never would have went anywhere the way he had it, but it's, it's like I told him, look, it's cheap insurance. Okay. Yeah. So how much time did it take you to do that? You right, know, right. you've got 15 minutes in it. That might've been what kept that pile of the stuff from coming through the side on somebody's car. Right. Exactly. So, well, and, and listen, let's, let's brag on William. William is, is he's an excellent uh, student in the program. He's an excellent student period, you yes. know, and he's uh he's a go-getter. He, he does what, you know, you, you ask him to do. He, he doesn't have a bunch of excuses and bullshit. And um, you know, and he's also last year was our top fuel mileage driver right? last year. So now we put him in a classic, that the whole time it's been here, it's averaged 5.5 something miles per gallon. And he, he gets in. And then last week, he's got it over above seven. The last two weeks, we're averaging the low sevens in this classic. Pulling your shit. Yeah. So and he uh, has some heavy shit, too. And I mean, that just goes to show what kind of guy, you know, he accepts the challenge. You know, he's like, stand back and watch me. Yeah. Okay. He, it, it, nothing motivates. He reminds me of General Patton. Give me a, 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 some gasoline and a, and, a, and, a, and a headline, and I'll go get you, you know, a few more hundred, yep. you know, Nazis, you know. So uh, he's, uh, he's just that kind of guy. He'll rise to the challenge, accept the challenge. And, um, you know, we, we really, really appreciate William. We, we're, we're, we're very proud of him and what he's accomplished. Oh, absolutely. He's, he's done a phenomenal job with that truck, and I'm, I'm sure the truck owner – He's got to be happy with that. With that, uh, yeah, I think thing. he is. Uh, he's he's, uh, he's in. He's, he's watching. He's yeah. in conversation. Yeah, he, he's got to uh, be pretty happy about the uh, fuel mileage. He's you know? he, he's finally getting checks on Friday, like you've been getting all along. So uh, it's not a bad <laughs> thing, it, by the way. It, it, it's been a little bit of a process to get that truck, uh, you know, where where we need it to be, and but uh, it's it's all good, and and you know we we don't really brag on rocky all that much but listen rocky's a former bco down in jacksonville florida he uh, decided to open up an md alignment shop if you don't know what that is it's a laser as driven alignment so the best the only thing we use for all of our trucks been using it since 2009 and um, if you want your truck to not wear tires and drive straight when it drives down the road you need to seek out an md alignment shop and if you're in the florida or south area Rockies, uh, what's it called? North Florida? Yeah, North Florida MD alignment. Uh, uh, give him a call because he is uh, awesome at what he does. He makes so much money down line your trucks that he, de- he doesn't want to drive his truck anymore. So that's how we got it to begin with. So, uh, but we want uh, to we want to thank Rocky. Rocky, for throw your phone number up there because yeah, I, Rocky, give us a phone number. Okay? Yeah, I've got all my devices are in use right now and I can't get to it. 
um, Rocky and his wife were at our uh, company awards dinner at uh, Louisville Truck Show. We, I got, I never met them in person. I talked to him on the phone. I felt like I knew him very well, but they were they were a lot of fun to talk to. And we, uh, we, his truck was involved in an accident, and so we had to, we did, we prepared. We got, it's got a white hood. It's a red truck right now with a white hood. Right. So I was talking to his wife, and we were kind of teasing Rocky in. Because Rocky wants it red sooner than later. Right. And he and his wife and I decided we're going to paint it pink, you know, <laughs> and put pink flames on it. You so, know, uh, we better get William's input on that. You well, know. you know, we pay William enough to shut up, okay? We so don't drive the up. truck. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, and I think I think his wife also wanted to put rainbows on it. Rainbows? So, rainbows and, and uh, unicorns on it. Oh, wow. So, so, Rocky, that's what we got planned, okay? Just so you want to know. So, uh <laughs> Richie, Richie did not know what a Polaroid camera was. <laughs> I saw this. I saw this conversation going on over to the side. And are I'm, there? Are I there wonder cave, what they were talking are there caves about. Caves in Florida that you come from, or what? <laughs> he said he wasn't born in the sixties. <laughs> I wasn't born in the sixties either. I wasn't either. I was born in the fifties. Hey, was there was some TikTok went viral a couple weeks ago. This young girl, she's like, so for those of you born in the nineteen hundreds, and we're like, hold on, just, just, just oh, wow. stop, okay? The nineteen hundreds. <sighs> yeah, Rocky should have won the resiliency award. He did. He's a uh, he. He stuck with it, and that's that's pretty impressive in itself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, Phil, what else you want to talk about in this program? Or is there anything else we need to? I mean, we obviously are going to continue uh, growing it um, as we have uh, uh, people here interested in being in it. Uh, like I say, we've got two trucks in it right now. Both of those trucks are committed. We're adding a third truck on, uh, all likelihood. And um, so, you know, we, we're not going to we're not going to recruit people to come to be in that program because our program has to teach business, teach, you know, general, we, we want to teach blocking and tackling first, and then you can become a, become a wide receiver and a running back and a, and a talent player after you've been here for a while. So, right. um, but we do have that ability now to offer that to you eventually the opportunity to maybe uh, work in the platform division, work with Phil, and he's a lot nicer to work with, by the way. He's the platform dispatcher. Chris and Seth are our drive-in dispatchers. Now, I can't say this about Seth because Seth, you know, he's like angelic. But if you're working with Phil versus Chris, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <clears throat> uh, come, come work with all of them, and they, uh, we'll see how that goes. You know, you say that, but you, you sent me the best guy or one of the best guys, you know. Well, I, so, I mean, it, it, you know, it's uh, well, all our guys are good. Okay. Well, yeah. It's just he was what we, well, first of all, we asked him. He, we said, look, we've got this truck back now fixed on the road again. We don't really have yeah. a candidate for it. Would you be, I mean, would you, and he's like, you know what? Absolutely. I'm up. I, I want, what did he say? Exactly. I will. I wish we had the quote to what he said. Um, but, uh, it was like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, re I'm, re I'm ready to try that or something to that effect. You know, have we, uh, mm. 
we improved his average weekly revenue. Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. His, uh, I want to say the last couple of weeks he's been 11, 12, $13,000 at Chris. Yeah. Gross revenue. 11 or 12. Yeah. 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 He's been pretty much top money guy. And I was, you know, some of the, um, you know, some of the van trucks have really struggled in the last couple of weeks. And I thought, boy, what a flatbed. But uh, the platform truck's been right up there in the top. Well, let's change Now, let's let's be honest about this, though. We do have him with a Conestoga trailer, yes. not a step deck or a regular flatbed. And well, that has given us some flexibility. It's a flatbed Conestoga. It so, is a flat, yeah, it's yeah, flatbed so, Conestoga. I mean, yeah, I mean, it does. It gives you a bit of advantage. I mean, obviously, you get to go after the loads that are meant for a con flatbed Conestoga. Right. And, uh, you know, it's – and then also, you know, if you can't find one of those, you know, you can start calling about, you know, your regular flatbed freight. Right. And, you know, there's some loads that won't fit on it. You know, it's too tall or whatever. You can't put eight something that's eight, six tall. Right. And that's the thing about it, you know, <clears throat> when you guys are just getting into, you know – platform stuff or the heavy haul stuff look this is all about math all about specs you've got to know your equipment you've got to know how you know how long that equipment is how wide it is whether your trailer's 96 wide 102 wide uh, here's a fun fact for you you know that an oversize is actually an oversight or a kind of stove is actually an oversized trailer because yeah. you've already got 102 wide with just a flatbed right now you've got what an inch inch and a half on each side of that about so that. he's actually a little a little wider than your average trailer running down the road. Now hmm. you don't have to have the permit for it because right. it's under an exemption, right? Because you know it's securement and uh, tarping. So, I will say this: we are looking for another Conestoga trailer. If there's a BCO out there that's got one that's uh, in the weeds, not making any money, uh, we'd be happy to uh, to put that trailer to work for you. Um, we'd even consider buying one if. Um, you know, if the price is right. So if you guys have a, uh, knowing anybody that's got a Conestoga that uh, is available, we're interested. So I'm always talking about the opportunity. You ever notice that? Yep. Yeah. It's kind of a thing you do. So, and you know, that's, that's the thing about a lot of the platform guys, you know, you, you got to find the most versatile trailer that you possibly can. You know, the one that I've got is like five trailers in one, you know, well, we talked about this, you know, taking a guy with no experience or limited experience from a van, yeah. the Conestoga is a natural transition. Absolutely. You know, uh, I mean, it doesn't you, require a lot of tarping. And, it doesn't you know, require any tarping. Well, I mean, you, well there you go. It, look, here's the thing. There was a load. You remember the load that I sent the figures of last week that I hauled yes. out of Texas, the, the uh, uh, CNC machine? Yes. All right, look, here's the thing. It took me a couple of hours, two or three hours to tarp that load. First of all, I didn't really have the right tarps with me to begin with because I really wasn't expecting it to be that tall. Right. If that load, and I don't think it would have, I think you would have had to put it on a step deck kind of stove because they make a kind of stove kit for step decks as well. If you would have had a step deck kind of stove, that would have been a perfect trailer to haul that load in because you've got 30 minutes in securing that load at the most. You know, mm -hmm. you've got a few, there's several different pieces of it. And then, what 10 minutes to close it up and you're gone right versus here i am out in 80 degree hot sun in texas throwing tarps <laughs> i mean it's kind of a brainer right yeah <clears throat> well you want to wrap up with uh talking about our reminding everybody of our ops deal we've been going an hour and seven so probably 
We've got uh, we and uh, we've got an OPS um, oil purification system special promo going on through the end of May, fifty dollars off and free shipping uh, on our website. Uh, use promo code OPS one hundred eight, and it'll automatically give you the discount. And um, we'd be happy to uh, become your supplier of OPS products. Uh, we are a, a distributor. We do have inventory. Um, I'll go ahead and let this cat out of the bag. Probably starting this week, we'll also be uh, having the uh, the max mileage uh, uh, catalyst uh, also available on our website. And um, we can do it a couple of different ways. We can sell you a gallon of it. Or if you want to come through with your own jug and refill, uh, if you're coming through Hurricane West Virginia, just get a hold of us and Chris will meet you and we'll refill your gallon and save you a little money. So, um, got that going on. Uh, obviously we've, uh, we, we, uh, you know, we, we might, we talked about the ad about how we got Phil and Rocky to begin with. So let's just put this out there too. You know, we still have, um, people that want to be in the program that we could use trucks. So if you've got a truck that meets our, specifications and you're the type of person that we can work with uh reach out to us and we'd like to talk to you about taking your truck your idle truck uh and putting it to use and get, making you some money and making us some money and putting a driver in it and let him learn in the program that sort of thing and of course too we're still um we still have room for people in the program so um uh, i also need to remind you of the frequency we're now weekly uh, we're Saturday this week because we're here in West Virginia doing orientation. We do an orientation about once every four to six weeks. So we'll be Saturday nights during those weekends, but the rest of the time we're going to be Sunday night. And I guess nine o'clock is going to be our target, Chris, or is Chris drinking? Sorry, I'm reading the comments. So y'all see what I have to put up with here. <laughs> I got, I I got, I got three, I got three guys, guys looking up. at me. They've all been drinking. They've got Chris now giggled up. He can't talk. <laughs> Phil, you and I have to carry the show, okay? Yeah, I go figure. I mean, you know. The adults in the room, yeah. right? Yeah, adults. I mean, this, this is what's. I think well, it's we, got, we got some kind of deal going on here inside. One, some woman wanting to know if Phil's single. Phil is not single. Okay. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't speak for Phil. Phil, well, but he, but he's wearing a ring. Let's put it that way. Okay. So I look. Rich, Richie <laughs> says, but for fifty dollars, we may be able to work out a plan. <laughs> Richie, he's trying to sell me out, man. Rich, Richie, Richie's the, the freight broker over there. William says, if you want to date look, with Phil, smash that like button. This, this oh my god. <laughs> now wait a minute. I, I got. I, I, I'm confused. We've been doing it. We have a hundred and what. Nine episodes. Has yeah. anybody ever asked one of you, me, or you for single? No, huh? Well, Never I mean, and smash that button. Is it what's <clears throat> what the hell? You know? <laughs> oh god, that's so good. <sighs> uh, it's that Alabama accent. Is what it is. Well, you know, I had to tell. I got. I got embarrassed Phil just a little bit because he uh, at, at our awards banquet a month or so ago, Phil won the award for top revenue uh lease truck and so um he didn't know that nobody knew but when he came up to accept the award i i embarrassed him a little bit because i love the way he sounds somebody's made a comment here he's got a voice for radio but he's got a face for tv but um, <laughs> yeah 
That's probably right. But I said, Phil, why don't you, according to that woman, <laughs> Phil, I, I thought, why don't you give us some, uh, you know, make some comments here about, the, you know, you take take the mic and talk to us a little bit. And he totally unexpected it. Now, in his defense, we had had an open bar going for about three hours by the time this had happened. And he says he doesn't remember anything you said, but he was very eloquent. <laughs> very eloquent. Well, I wish we'd recorded it because it was a really, really good commercial yeah. for what we do. Really great speech. If we, if we had known he was going to do that, I probably would have paid him, you know. But uh, as it turned out, he, he was, it, it was embarrassing. So. And that's what's led to this. He, it's, it's such, he's a lot of fun to talk to. We've we've really enjoyed having you fill in the program, and thank you. And we appreciate what you do, and I mean, and uh, it's been a, a very very nice. You know, it's one of those relationships that we've built. Yes, and it's based on trust and mutual interest, and and that sort of thing. And and uh, you know, we we do appreciate you. We do value. We look forward to having more of your trucks. We look forward to you getting to the point where we have enough trucks here that you can stay home and dispatch them and not be on the road. So absolutely, we're looking for that very early. Phil, thank yes, you sir. very much. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to do this. You're welcome. Oh, just taking a stroll through the comments. Uh, So this one here, uh, have y'all thought about getting an RGN freight? Not really. Um, Our, we, we, like Larry said, we're seeing this Conestoga as a great kind of stepping stone. Um, I think maybe there's an opportunity beyond Blue Ribbon for Phil to have a a training mentoring deal you know you become a bco you start getting into that stuff but for us it's it we don't want to do too much you know it's it's already a pretty big plate to do everything that we do in this program and to get it all it, it would probably be a little bit much to really go too far into the high wide and heavy stuff well yeah and you're right when you get into the rgn stuff there's you know you could still do legal stuff with an rgn but you're, you're getting to the point where hey this you know you're very limited on what legal stuff you can do. So, you know, we, we're going to stick with, you know, your legal trailers as far as, you know, what you can run legal freight on. And you can also, you know, go, you know, 10, 11, 12 foot wide, something like that. But as far as the RGN stuff, that's, that's not my forte anyway. Um, I'm a flatbed step back kind of guy. I mean, I, if you wanted to learn RGN stuff, I can, I can point you in the right direction of where you need to be, but I'm not your guy. Yeah. I I I need got one more little brag piece we got to do. All right, go ahead. Uh, the next podcast that Landstar is releasing. Oh yeah, uh, is about <laughs> very long. Have they given us any dates? I haven't, but I have been told that it's the very it's going to be their very first podcast. It's going to be on the YouTube platform. Oh, so it's video and audio. So, so I, I guess they thought I had a face for video, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Mm. Anyway, we 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 enjoyed a lot of exposure at the truck show, and since then, you know, it's been uh, it's been it's been kind of hectic, but it's been kind of fun. A lot of a lot of increased activity. Picked up some, another mentoring client uh, just recently, and an accounting client. So. Um, you know, we appreciate everybody. We thank you everybody for your support and, uh, obviously for being, um, an audience and, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week, right? Yeah. We'll be back on Sunday night at nine, nine ish, Sunday night at nine. It, yeah. Are you going to, when are you going to post it? Will it be on Sunday morning if we need to adjust the time or. 
Yeah, it'll it'll automatically it'll automatically show up. Okay. Uh, I guess it'll be on cost cutting measures, getting ready for the bloodbath, something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. what we talked about. So, all right. Well, <clears throat> um, again, thanks everybody, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right. See you. Be safe. Thanks, guys.